This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening podcast. This one is episode 006 entitled Hourly versus Per Job Pricing. Okay, this one's really sort of important and it's something that you hear a lot of and everyone seems to have got their own thought, their own spin on it, what works for them, you know, what doesn't and all the rest of it. So again, this is just sort of my advice to you and I what I found basically that works for me. But before we go into that today, I've just got a couple of points that I want to touch on. And um, it's been really uh, touching and surprising, quite frankly. But the first thing I want to start off with is a message. So just to give you use listening now, there'll be a few years that are listening that have been like, yeah, I'm one of those that have already reached out. But I've actually had a lot of people get in touch with me since this podcast has aired. And considering it's only been the best part of a couple of weeks, I think, it's just been pretty mental because... The support has been kind of through through the roof more than what I ever thought. I didn't think it would be so much support for me. i done this whole podcast with the intention of it being supportive to you, the listener. And, you know, I never expected to sort of feel that back, I suppose. Um, a couple of things off the top of my head is a good friend of mine that may or may not be listening now. You know, we haven't been in touch for a long time, but... You know, we've been friends for years and he listened to all these podcasts one after another on a drive home and he sent me a really sort of touching message, you know, like brotherly love. Um, and it really sort of hit the heart a little bit and just kind of reminded me that this cemented bond that we have with, you know, friends that, you know, you may not longer um, talk to anymore. But I know, especially in the military, when you sort of serve with someone, even if it's not in a combatant role, but you know, you kind of, you get this friendship that's next to unbreakable, you know, and it's not to forget that if you're sort of struggling or whatever it might be, don't just think of like who's around you now, but who has been there for you. And, you know, you, there's always someone to reach out to. What kind of sort of takes me on to my next one, what was a message that I received on Instagram? Actually, just what is in real time here, 15 minutes ago, you know, and it, it just came in just in time because I was just I knew I wanted to put another podcast out and I was thinking about it and this guy that I'm going to keep anonymous got in touch with me and it just it, him getting motivation almost gave me motivation gives me motivation and I'm just going to read that out to you as quick uh, just because you know it, it it really is what this is all about and it reads the following listen to a few of your podcasts today after feeling down and resentful about work certainly got me thinking Giving me some drive again and already got Google My Business account set up. Thanks, my man. And, um, you know, something so simple. But hearing how, you know, that resentment that you can actually get from work. Like, you know, for a lot of us that are doing this as a business, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's full time, you know, we sometimes get led down this path of the money kind of takes over and you feel like you're no longer striving for them successes that you're, you know, that excitement that you had in the beginning, but has now become resentful because let's face it, you lose a lot of time with family and 
there's a balance between not letting it ruin your life and like overrun your life and you need to be the main person basically benefiting from this you know relationship that you have with your business if your business is sucking all the you know like a plant you know what I mean sucking all of the nutrients and all the joy and all the money and all the time you know your business is sucking all that up then really what's the point because you that's listening to this now you should be that person you know you should be the person that's going home and going let's go on that extra holiday let's do this with the kids you know what it's day at night you know put a dress on I'm taking you out and you know that should really lie with you and that's just a little rant at the beginning here but I just really want it to be made known that you know your support is forever appreciated it's loved you know I'll send that love back to you you know that mindfulness of you know positivity I'm giving it back to you guys and girls you know um so just moving on from that that was just a quick thank you for supporting me thank you very much but moving on how today's podcast is going to go we're going to talk through hourly and per job pricing and then at the end I am going to if you follow my Instagram I am going to sort of try in every few podcasts if I get enough then every single podcast I'll do like a funny quirky story um funny moment something weird that's happened you know not just myself but I kind of need it from you guys listening and uh, girls. So if you've got anything, then please email me. Drop me a DM on Instagram. What's J Rock Lone Care and Gardening? And, you know, I'll get them featured on here. If you're happy with me telling these stories, memories, you know, all the rest of it. So that will be at the very end. So hang around till the end and you'll hear the very first funny, weird, horrible, disgusting, quite frankly, story. <laughs> right. So hourly versus per job then on pricing. So to begin with, just some pros and cons. So hourly is, this is kind of something that you always think of at the beginning of your business. It normally seems like as soon as you get the flow of things, you kind of find your own direction and what works for you. So I'm not here to talk you out of what you're doing and say you should be doing this and you should be doing that. That's not what it's all about. All I'm going to do is sort of give you some um, outside uh, sort of views on it. Uh, what I personally think from my own personal perspective and what I found worked and what hasn't worked. So hourly pricing then and some pros and cons here. So the main pro I have is got to be the consistent money and time. Okay, so with this, between the two, as in hourly and per job, you know, can be really up in the air. When you have that hourly customer, say it is two hours on Wednesday morning, from 8 till 10 and it's garden maintenance whatever it might be okay whatever's within that agreement that you have you know that no matter what through the growing season as per your like sort of verbal contract with the customer between 8 and 10 every Wednesday you're going to do hourly maintenance you know that for them two hours you know every Wednesday you're going to make in my case it would be 50 pound and some cases 60 depending on the type of work size of the property that sort of thing so you know that's going to be coming in. With that, what it kind of goes on to is cash flow. So you have enough of these in a day, you know. So let's just put it to the way of eight, eight hours working a day. Um, yeah, eight hours of your working time and hourly maintenance that is at £25 an hour, right? Brings you to £200. Obviously, you've got everything in between and we're going to touch on that in a second. But you've got that £200 just for example sake. And you know that 
on that Wednesday, if you're doing eight hours of hourly maintenance, that is the money that you're making and it's contracted more or less. Whether you actually do contracts or not, that's a different matter with your client. But you know you're going to be making that set amount. What that then allows you to do is it allows you to plan. So not just for you and sort of where you're going to be going next. I've got here time and routine, right? Eight till 10, I know that by the time I then pack up the tools and everything, it's going to be, what, five past um, 10, let's call it. You can then plan in, right, my next customer is literally five-minute journey away. I can be there for quarter past, right? No matter what, because it's a two-hour maintenance, you're there at eight o'clock as long as you're on time. You know, I always try and get there five minutes before. So I'm there on time at eight. I'm leaving, you know, just after 10 o'clock after all the tools are in the van because it's all part of the maintenance. I know that then from leaving, unless something massive happens, like you hit traffic or whatever else, I am going to be with that next customer between, you know, quarter past 10 and 20 past, let's call it. So you're able to have that sort of rigid sort of time in that routine with it. Just that benefit that you know that you're going to be f- finishing at X amount of time. And you know what? Not, and this is a podcast on its own, but giving your client times of arrival. Okay, I don't do that with all my clients because I can't promise it, depending on what the jobs are. But there's certain customers where I can say, you know, so for example, on one of my days, I have um two two-hour hourly maintenances off the back of each other. So to that third client and to them first two, I can say, I am going to be with you, you know, and what I'll normally do is say between 10 and 10, 15, you know, I'll give them like a 15 minute window where I'll roughly be with them. And, you know, some clients really do like that and they appreciate the fact that you're letting them know. Um, Because on the other hand of that, some people just don't go over there for days and they just, I'll be with you this week sometime. And you know what that's like. You're just sort of sitting on the edge of the seat for someone and it's not brilliant. So there's that. There's the consistency of money, time, and routine. That's sort of the main bulk of why I would go for Auli, to be honest. Um, after that, you're insuring profits. So because of that time and that fixed price that you've got for your Auli, for whatever it is, you're, you know that you're going to be making a profit. Most, most maintenance sessions of Auli work is sort of general maintenance, um, where it's such a big property or even small properties, but, you know, you're doing different amount of jobs on that one location, you know, and it's not normally heavy tools that is a lot of fuel. And if it was, then I'd be up in that price. So you really need to bear that in mind. But it's ensuring that that profit's coming through. You know, you go to a house for two hours and it's literally border work and a bit of grass cutting. Apart from the very tiny amount of fuel you're going to be using, it's all just, you know, elbow grease, you know, um, so it's not in hand tools, so it's not costing you a lot of money, making sure that you're still earning them profits and you can kind of uh, work out what they're going to be, you know, and for quite a few months in advance as well. Guidelines, all right, so it gives you that, them parameters to stay inside, so like I say, if if you manage to get an hourly client on, um, you know, for your first sitting, two hours to each one, uh, five days of the week, you know that you're bringing in X amount of money and it just basically builds them parameters that you you know what you're earning, you know what time you're leaving. You basically have a good bit of control of what's happening and there's not far to go wrong. There's a lot of times where... Actually, I'll just touch on this now. So with the cons of hourly, one of the things is what I've called customer watch. And there'll be some of you rocking your brains there now going, this is the bane of my life. You know, and it's so, 
luckily it hasn't happened to me but there's sometimes you hear of stories or have experiences of you know your maintenance men are being an hour long let's say eight o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock and you leave at god forbid at five to nine because literally you've done everything that the customer's talked about getting done you know there's no point starting that next job so you leave at five like not being cheeky but five to nine you know you're packing the van and stuff you get a message half an hour later saying i noticed you left five minutes early today you know, are you going to give me a discount on today's price? You know, I've heard it so many times from different people. And that is one of the problems that if you promise someone an hour, at the end of the day, they're paying you for an hour. So it kind of leaves it to that, you know, even like you're leaving a few minutes before, I think the customer in some stages, some don't care because they understand, but others just think, right, well, you could be, you know, picking the odd weed for a couple of minutes or you could be picking up them leaves or just you know just something a little bit petty quite honestly whereas I've kind of got this understanding with my customers to avoid this that if I'm doing a job I've got the courtesy of yes keeping within time and parameters but if there's not something straight afterwards or I know I've got a little bit of flexibility that day and I'm on a job and you know it wouldn't be strange for me on a, on a two-hour client to work you know two hours in 10 15 minutes you know what I mean an extra 10 15 minutes just rounding up that job whatever it may be if possibly I can and I don't ask for any more money for that because I know that these situations happen where you might finish a couple of minutes early you know so it's however it's all that client and workman relationship and it's really important because you know you take care of your client and it's almost scratching scratching each other's backs on yours um Whereas if, you know, they're kind of a bit hesitant of you, you've left a bad taste in the mouth, then they're probably going to pick on you wherever they can do. So just be aware of that. Another con with it is the earning cap. Now, this is probably the biggest reason I say on the debate of pricing hourly and per job, and it's the earning cap. Because, you know, if you're working, earning £25 an hour, and that's eight hours of work for the day, you know, you're capped at £200. Unless you work yourself overtime, right, you're not going to be earning any more money than that £200, and that's ever. And I know that's a good wage, you know what I mean, fantastic wage to be getting per day. But, you know, that is eight hours of working per hour, you know. That's not including the drive, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. You know, stopping to literally take a breather, you know, I try it personally, what's well, not very healthy, I suppose, but between jobs to improve efficiency, I try and sort of have my breaks in between jobs. So I don't sort of stop for any breaks during a job. I'll always do it on the next one. I'll either stop for five minutes before I go into the next property or just on the way I'll be having, you know, a drink of water. I've got my flask of coffee with me, you know, so I just try and be a bit more efficient about it. But it puts you on that earning cap. Um, and yeah, tied to time. So although it can be a benefit and you know exactly where you're going to be, you're literally tied to timings. And this kind of goes back to the customer point of them not being happy. If you say, I'm going to be there for 10 o'clock because they're on this package, you know where you know where you're going to be. And then something, God forbid, does happen that's out of your control. What isn't your fault, by the way? Always remind yourself that. Um, You know, they can get a bit, uh, unhappy with it and it can just kind of muddle things up so you're very tied to timings 
And to the customer, quite frankly, your judgment and feel is kind of taken out of it. Now, some pros and cons about per job pricing. And this seems to be what people that have been in the industry a bit longer or have found the fit. Sorry, actually, before I go into that, last one on Owlin is probably the most important thing that I'd forgot to say in the beginning is uh, if you're unsure of what to price, okay, so in with insurance profit, you then can be being be uh, requesting an hourly price for your customer. And you know that if you're not too sure how long something takes and you say we'll go on hours, um, hours paid, then if you're there for three, five, eight hours, it doesn't matter because you're getting paid for that rather than going, yeah, I'll charge you £70 for that and you're actually there all day and you've actually lost out on money. Okay, so that's a really big um, bonus when you're trying to first figure out how long things take and how to price jobs. But per job pricing, so big pro is big profits, okay? So with this, you can kind of, once when you get a feel of things, you can stop coming away from it takes that long, so it's this price. Because we so many get caught up in this and customers get caught up in this. Well, you're only here an hour. How can it be that much? When your expertise and your experience, okay, is actually worth sometimes more or actually all the time more than the time that you're actually there, Okay. What you've built up over these years, what you've built on, what you've sacrificed for, okay, literally blood, sweat and tears in all of this, you know, that equates to money. You don't do it just for the sake of it, okay? That comes where the money is, all right? So big profits. When you go there, you learn how think how long things take, all the rest of it. You tip up to a hedge job, imagine, okay? There's a hedge that you can knock out in three hours, but you're not going to charge them £75 for that, are you? So if you know that it's going to take three hours, but it's a very large hedge, because you can do quite a lot of hedging per hour, okay, you can then, you know, let's say, so for example, for most normal size hedges, I'm normally starting price £100 onwards, okay? So whether that takes me an hour or, you know, half an hour, I'm around £100, unless it's a very small hedge. Um... So you can make bigger profits with it. And that's not you being cheeky to the client or, um, you know, cheating the system or whatever it might be. That's because your experience, um, you're better at your job, you're more efficient at your job. You know, you can then price higher for what it would have maybe took in the beginning, but now it takes you less time. For example, equipment. Equipment can half the time of things, but you're not going to all of a sudden, you know, spend money on better equipment and charge the same price, are you? You need to be making that value back and you need to be going with that efficiency. Um, so the time efficiency of per job, speaking on that, is also the fact of if you price up a job, you're not tied to that time of, I need to stay here for two hours. Because, I mean, there is times when I've been on maintenance jobs that I've t- taken care of for a good little while, and I'm like, you know, I always ask the customer kind of what they want as well as what I think needs done, and I find a balance between them. But if I've done everything I think, and everything the customer thinks, sometimes you're left there on hourly jobs going, well, what am I going to do for 10 minutes? And you're, li- you're walking the property like literally, you know, tidying up. You know, it's just not a very good use of your time. Whereas on per job, you can price that. As soon as you're done, you're out of there. You know what I mean? So if you finish any earlier, then all the better. Um. So that kind of goes on to like more work in the same time as well. So... When you're efficient, you can then push out more work 
what is more money but in similar amounts of time or less time than hourly jobs you know and it's all just getting that feel for it basically it's kind of money surrounded these two things obviously with pricing but if you're kind of you learn quick okay you get the systems in place you get efficiency in your focus you can make good money from per job and that's why people go to it but the safer option is hourly cons with per job then is things like if you misquote a job you normally find the fall is higher so i do this sort of every now and again if i have you know where i think it could be hourly or it's between two things i'll sit down i'll really focus it out and even if i'm not sure i will price it um for whatever i think it might be and i will try and get it right and the way I say it is if you lose money ever, as in by lose money, I mean for the hours worked, you haven't made like your minimum per hour that you wanted to for profits, but you've still made a generic profit. Um, sometimes you learn more when you make that loss because it makes you think, like, I, I, thinking back, I was on a, a hedge job once and insufficient equipment, I would say now, but in the beginning, it's all I had. And I was doing this hedge job and I quoted it in for so many hours work, but I priced it per job, trying to learn the system, you know. And what it actually done is it made me learn the hard way because I was there two hours longer than what I should have been in my head or for what I quoted for. So I basically worked two hours for nothing. But what came away from that, it was the first type of hedge that I'd ever done of that size and sort of shape. And what happened with it is... I was there for two hours after, uh, longer than I should have been, insufficient equipment. And when I came away from it, I thought, wow, like, I cannot do that again. What went wrong? So you don't come away from these jobs going, oh, I've just made a loss today. Oh, well, on to the next one. You know, you, you've you got to sit down, you've got to analyse your decisions, especially when you are the board of your own company. You know, you don't have five people sat behind you saying, oh, that's it, John, that's it. You know, this is what we advise you do next. No, it is you. You need you are the person that's there. You've dealt with the job. You've made the mistakes. You need to say, where were they? Where were their mistakes? And how do I not do that next time? You know. So that's all co- sort of part of it. Sadly, but normally you find when you hit a loss with a poor jobs, it's normally a bigger one. Um, until you get the feel of it. I know people that's been doing it for fifteen, twenty years, and they still say, yeah, I misquoted that one. It was worse than I thought. You know, and it just happens. But you need to keep learning and be willing to learn from these. Um, Another con from it is it's harder to schedule because you don't know. Because you're like, oh, this could take three hours if this happens, but it could also take five hours if that happens. You can't plan that next person in on best case scenario. It needs to be worst case. So the way, if you can't pull clients to and from and, you know, if no one's that flexible, then you can find that you've just basically earned yourself an early knockoff for the day. What isn't terrible? That's that's. There's some days when you're working and you think, it's sunny outside. I've got my own garden to do. You know, I'm gonna go back and have a cold one. Happy days. You know what I mean? Go do it. Treat yourself. But it's a bit harder to kind of push more people in. So they're just some pros and cons, and you might be listening to this thinking, you know, that's not my case or whatnot. But it is. It's forever changing, and it depends on the types of jobs that you have to whether you you should be doing hourly or per job or just sticking with one or the other. What works for you, you will find out yourself. But they're just some 
things to think about, quite frankly. Where I would personally use one or the other, um, and this is just from my own experience really, is the one-off uh, for like the per job pricing, it would normally be for one-off or non-regulars. You find this because you can price slightly higher. Um, with non-regulars, it's not consistent work. So when someone gets in touch and they're asking for a one-off job to be done, it's nothing, I would never think of going the five hours worth, you know, and I'm this per hour. That just doesn't work in my head. Anyone that gets in touch that isn't a regular, I price that up as an overall job. So I'm looking at time it's going to take to do the job, time it's going to take to get there, what equipment I need to use in the job, what fuel, you know, um, is there any dangers that's involved? Everything that involves um, comes a part of pricing. I set it all down individually, literally in an A4 sketch pad that I have. I write it all down and then I'll look at it and at that final number, if it's not, if it doesn't sit right with us, then I'll add 20% to it. I call it like a buffer factor. Um, and I'll I'll quite often do that. If I'm unsure of, you know, a pricing, I'll add a percentage to it to give me that cushion. And that's just on me learning a lot of times of pricing these one-offs. And then I've came short by literally we're talking 10, 15 pound. And I'm thinking if I just done my, you know, 10, 15, 20% extra, depending on what it might be, I would have covered that easily. And it happened so much that, you know, I'm I'm working between that. But adding that buffer on is absolutely fine. And it's something you can do to kind of combat it. But another poor job is hedge trimming. So it's quite rare that I would say to a customer, you'll be, your hedge will be £100 a year. And that'll be it, you know. Pick me every year and for the next five years, it'll be £100. You know, every time I kind of, it's per job, I go there, I reassess. It might have had a spurt of growth that year for some strange reason. Um, something might have happened where it might have died off in a corner and it's a bit harder to work with. Or, you know, there's certain things that can happen where per job pricing just comes normal. And it just it just seems the more efficient, smart business thinking way to go forwards. Um, and the last one is sort of things like renovations. So lawn care. With the reno renovations, I don't have this calculator set out, you know. what I've Because I've done so many now, I've got guidelines for myself. So I've got, because it's same materials and same processes for like a full garden renovation, I've got it per size because that's sort of the demanding factor on the time that you're going to be there and how much materials you'll need. So without me sharing that with you right now, I've got sort of brackets in place that, you know, for a 200 metre square loan, it'll be X amount for a, you know, a 400 metre square loan. It isn't necessarily just double that. There might be some other things involved. Okay, so I have them for, for like renovations and things like that. And like I say, that can anything be down to the size of the loan like I've just talked about. Or it can also be down to the state of the loan. Because again, you can't just say 200 metre squared, so that it's going to be on this hourly rate. Because you might get there and do one on the first week and it could be grass. Okay, so when you do the renovation process, it doesn't pull much out. Um, the seed's probably going to take a bit better. It's overall healthier condition anyway, all the rest of it. And then the second week you go to one and it's four inches of moss. You know, there's very different sort of factors in play there. Okay, so they're sort of things where I would normally per job price. Now, I will eat. That's more things with... Um, 
like I touched on earlier on, a great way to I always found hourly pricing was mainly for garden maintenance. So it's quite rare that I'll I'll look at a garden and go, right, this will be fifty pound per visit, regardless. You know, if I'm there for twenty minutes, if I'm there for, you know, two hours, it'll be fifty pounds. I have got some customers on that because I'm currently trialing it with my own business. So I'm seeing how that flexibility works between me, the customer, if they're happy, if I'm happy, all them sort of things. You gotta remember it's only sort of um second year business for me. So I'll I'll forever trial stuff and keep trialing stuff until I know that I'm happy with the things that are in place. And you know, if you've been stuck in your ways for fifteen years, you might not want to change, but at the same time, you know, you might want to relook at trial and stuff because a lot of things can change and you might be actually able to make more money by changing a few things. So I have got that garden maintenance on some properties, but you've also got um if you're unsure on how to price. So like I say, if you're starting out and you're let's say you've got no background with it at all, you've never worked for a company before, you've never been a greenskeeper, whatever it might be. And you've literally just watched some videos and you think, I want to get into this. The best way I found to kind of go to it was price per hour. Therefore, I'm making at least my minimum of what, well, it isn't even minimum, but I'm at least hitting my expected targets regardless because I'm making X amount per hour. When you, when you do that sort of thing, yes, you might get some bigger work through, Um you know, whether it's like, say, a hedge trimming, for example, say there's a hedge on the property that needs trimmed and you within this, you say, yes, I'll do it per hour. That's fine if you're learning because you can go, right, it's this size. It roughly took me that long. For example, a privet hedge takes me a hell of a lot less time than what a conifer hedge does because a conifer, you know, it isn't always just a block like you normally get with or like a, a beautifully rounded shape like you would get with a privet or something. You know, a conifer, you get some of these mature ones and it's all like, uh, <laughs> I want to use, use the word higgledy-piggledy for, for some reason. But, you know, it's like bumpy and stuff. So you got to work with the contours of the hedge and it can just take a bit more time to get that cleaner finish. And also you can't go as far in on the cut because if, you know, you hit that brown, there's a good chance you're going to kill that part of the hedge and it's not going to grow back through. So there's all these things, you know. So you need to just be able to do it where you can take your time Know that you're going to be making a certain amount of money. Sorry, that higgledy-piggledy still got me. <laughs> but um, yeah, do it where you can take your time. Really suss sort of the timing that it takes. And you don't need to be worrying while you make having them experiences because you know you're covered. You know, so that's... They're the main reasons why I'll kind of do hourly, quite honestly. Now, the thing with this, like I say, it's my general opinion... And you'll be sitting listening to this thinking, you know, Jay Rocky's talking absolute nonsense, whatever it might be. And look, each to their own here. But this might give you some sort of factors of if you're still hanging between the two or you're still very early on or whatever it might be, it might just be sort of making your mind up a little bit. Because I know that when you're starting your business, these are the things that you're going from your head. And it's it's all right, someone of 20 years saying, just price it per job, stay away from hourly. But, you know, they're not the person that's, you know... Sometimes it's easy to forget the feeling of when you go for your very first quote to a customer on a like services-based business where you've got to go there, you've got to confront them as the professional, you've got to price them as a professional fairly and profitably, okay? And 
it can be nerve wracking. You can you know you can really come into that situation worrying. I remember my first <laughs> when I first set this up. I thought, oh, I won't get anything for ages. Within a week, I had this job, and even now it would be a large job for us. Some guy local to me, he was within five miles, got in touch for a hedge cutting job. And I never even got to the point where I was going to view the property because what he sent through was, you know, I was, that minute the, the message came through, I was so excited. I, would, I remember running to my missus and I was like, meh, I was like, babe, we've, you know, I've got it. You know, the first job's going to land, you know, so excited that the work and the advertising, it paid off. Something had come through quick. And it was something that I was going to make actual money on, okay? And that excitement to the point where that you then saw... So I get people to send me photos through before I then go down to the property. Normally so I can give a rough price. So, you know, I don't just go there and they go, well, that's too much. Because I'm like, I could have told you that price, you know, before I left my house and wasted, you know, a few pounds worth of fuel and time, you know? So anyway, I done that and it ended up being this. I think I worked it out that it was about a 75 meter long hedge, privet hedge. And you wanted it reduced from, I think it was three meters down to two meters. This hedge was huge. And he, the only thing is, he was like, I'm not bothered about the waste. You can just chuck it over the back wall. He had a very large property. And I thought, this is such a good money job. Like, But then when it came to my experience and the equipment I had, I just couldn't tackle it. And it's just something where, you know, I had to then back that away, you know, and I had to come away from that. So there is then moments where you're very excited, but, you know, for me to quote that, basically where I'm going with that story is that in amongst all this confusion of, can I do that? It's huge. How do I get rid of this? How do I do that? You know, how do I even explain this to the customer? You know, within all that, it was like, how do I even price this? And I remember, remember sending it to a guy that's well-known on Instagram. And I said, dude, do you have any advice for this? And it was like, not really. You can. It was basically just, you're going to have to go and just, I like without actually seeing it in person, I can't help you. And I just remember that struggle, you know, whereas I could have, the way out of that, with what I'm going to touch on next, is day rates. You know, ever unsure of a job that you know is large, it's going to take you more than a few hours. You can chuck day rates on it, you know. My day rate, for example, as I've touched on before, is £200 at the moment. You know, I could have, looking back at that now, if I had the equipment to do it, and what I have done since, is I've went, if it takes one, it'll be up to £200 for the first day. Anything after that, it'll be done by half-day rates of, you know, anything into that second day, it'll be an extra £100 up until 12 o'clock. Anything past that, it'll be another £100 up until 5 o'clock. However you kind of work it, you know, you can chuck them things out and... What it is, is it's not just like lazy pricing or anything like that. You're backing yourself, you know, especially on them early early bits in your business. There's nothing wrong with chucking out that hourly or daily work. Because I'm telling you, you'll learn so much more being relaxed. And um, like where you can learn from what your actual actions are. Than if you're just going and, you know, not get it wrong all the time. Because like I say, you learn from your mistakes. And it's probably the best way actually to learn. But you doing that all the time and losing money isn't the way to go. All right, so hourly does come, basically, they've both got their own place in my head. And I think even for years to come, I'll still put things on hourly because clients out there still want hourly, you know, and you, there's still a good profit to be made from it, especially 
with a lot of these ones with the bigger gardens um you know i've got a couple of properties well three properties over an acre that I look after and they're on hourly maintenances at different prices but there's winter work there as well so where you know your lawn care and your grass cutting might stop of like individual pricing this sort of stuff's going to be going all the way through the year and you know yes you can do that per job but you can do it hourly as well you know so there's room for both of them in my head but the bigger profits by no stretch of the imagination is per job if you're looking at making more money all you need to do is you need to dial in sort of your pricing how long things take your efficiency how good you are as you know a businessman as well as a craftsman of this trade um you know and you need to work that out for yourself but till then there's nothing wrong with hourly um the outside factors with that is machines and stuff so when you price things per hour you need to look at often it's not stuff that's going to require big machinery whereas with per job you've got to more focus on them outside factors you know are you reducing a hedge? Well, you're probably not going to do that on hourly. You're going to give them a big, you know, if you've been in it long enough, you're going to be giving them a price that, you know, you think suitable, all the rest of it. But you're then probably going to say, I need a chipper because you're going to have to chip all the waste to be able to remove it. Um, You might need to hire a pole saw if you don't have one. You know what I mean? There's different factors where you need to basically just remember what's entailed. When it, I've spoke about it on my other podcast, but when it comes to pricing, don't get tied into it just takes this time therefore it's this amount because there's all them factors about travel time like it wasn't until mid the way through uh, sorry the start of this year where I then implemented more of a fuel charge so anyone within the first four miles of my house is is free they're not charged on fuel at all because I live in a tiny village and for me to get anywhere I need to go somewhere so that's kind of something I offer some people do from the doorstep and that's fine but I offer that sort of four mile free radius of like travel charge. But anything after that, you know, I'm looking at 50p per mile um, there or thereabouts to try and cover that fuel charge and time, you know. So outside factors, don't forget about them. Make sure they're always in there. Now, so that's kind of where I'm at with hourly and per job. There's a place for both, you know, all the rest of it. Funny stories, right? So now that that's wrapped up, it's just something where... It was suggested on Instagram the other day, and it's just something to lighten the mood at the end of a podcast. And like I say, if you guys send them in, because I'm sure between the, all of uh, all of us out there that listen to this show, or that's on Instagram or whatever else, you know, have experienced some absolutely bonkers things. So I'll start, right? And it's not so much hilarious, but it's just disgusting. All right, so a little while ago, I'm on, I'm at an hourly maintenance property, and this place is huge okay it's got a huge front garden huge back garden the back has just been landscaped there's lovely these big wavy borders and it's you know there's everything blooming you know for all different types of the year it's stunning and all it was is i normally work around the front borders around the front that's fine it's all wood chip and there's these uh just like you know it's a lot of just de-weed and stuff like that anyway sam can you look into the back this time uh you know can you just work from this point to this point I went, yeah, no worries at all, yeah. And she was like, we might just be popping out. So, you know, just crack on. When you're done at whatever time you're going to be done, you know, we'll see you in two weeks. Not a problem. Don't worry about it. So anyway, clients on home, all the rest of it. I've got my uh, Bluetooth headphones in, right? And normally I'm listening to a podcast, songs, whatever it might be. And I'm there, you know, de-weeding this. You know, it's like a meter, 
just over a meter wide curvy border you know i've got about i've got about 10 meters to do and there's loads of weeds so i'm there getting dug in the soil's really playable you see so you know it's one of them where you know you're not scraping for the weed root you know you can just kind of pluck it out of there you know what i mean and uh on these bluetooth headphones that i've got i'm on the phone with my missus because whatever happened uh we're having a conversation she's having a chat to us and you know i'm not doing a whole lot of talking but i'm listening and i'm there picking weeds going along and i went oh she went what what's wrong like what what's going on and i went you've got to be kidding me what sam what's wrong talk, talk. and i went and basically <laughs> in my hand it wasn't a root that i had plucked out from this lovely workable soil it was catch it. <laughs> so I was holding it and I was like, I think I've just picked up cat poo. And she's howling down the phone. And I was like, and I was speechless. I was like, ugh, obviously. So I chucked it back in there and I never put it in a bit. I dug a hole and I thought, get back in there. You know what I mean? I chucked it back in, in the borders and I thought, that's minging. You know, and I, I was gobsmacked because I'm pulling these weeds and everything. So we've had a laugh about it on the phone and... You know, I've just got confused what I'm doing. So I went back the way to pick up some weeds that I missed, you know, during this big dilemma. And anyway, so I'm going on, she's talking again. And somehow, what do I do? I dig up the cat poo again, don't I? So I pick out this cat poo again. And I go, ugh, <laughs> I've done it again. So she's holding down the phone again and I chuck it back in. And I thought, like, fancy that, you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm in a... It wasn't all, I was wearing gloves, all the rest of it. It wasn't like it was everywhere. But it was just this, yeah, you know, it's not nice. Not nice at all. So, anyway, that happened. And then it wasn't until, it was about four weeks later, two weeks, you know, two times after that, I came back. She asked me to do the same again at a different part. And it was at that point, the, <laughs> the owner turned around and went, oh, just be careful, by the way, just so you know, the, the cat sometimes goes toilet in these borders down the back. And I was like, yep, yeah, no worries, no worries. Yep, thank you very much for telling me. I thought you never told me that four weeks ago, did you? So anyway, that was mine. Pretty horrific story. Um, but it happens. It's one of them things in the gardening world. Uh, and yeah, if you've got anything, whether it's with a client, whether it's something you've experienced, you know, if it's just disgusting, if it's wrong, you know, whatever it might be, feel free to either leave, a, leave me an email on jrocklc at gmail.com or get in touch with me on Instagram, what I think most of you is follow me on. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to share stories. It can be anonymous. I can name drop you, whatever it is, you know, you give a suggestion. I'm, ha I'm happy to give you a shout out on the podcast. So um, yeah, just to wrap it all up then, thank you very much for listening to me once again. Like I say, your support has been unreal um, from friends, families, and to people that I've never, not only never met, but there's been some years that I've never interacted with at all on social media and you're getting in touch saying that you know it's helped you it's give you a push it's motivated you or it's made you think of something else so like thank you you know you support me and i'm going to give you the love back so thank you very much um if i can just ask you is one last thing if you aren't listening already if you go on itunes and type in jrock all one word space lawn care um with the lawn care separate and search that, you'll come up with my podcast through iTunes. If you could leave me a review at the bottom there, you know, how many stars you think it's worth with a little comment, that's really appreciated. What I might actually do then is, 
you know, the next five people that leave me a, rev a review, you know, and just a few words, I will send a sticker your way. Drop me a review and send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you a logo sticker uh, as a bit of a thank you for doing so. And let's get this podcast pushed up there. So thank you very much. This was podcast 006 entitled Hourly versus Per Job Pricing. Thank you very much for listening. I always appreciate it. Take care. Have a great night. Keep smashing the graft and love you all.